This is the Head to Hand podcast, a journey that takes you to a space of endless possibilities, a sphere where things you desire can be realized and to get you to a place that transcends limitations. Welcome lovely listeners. Thank you for sticking to this podcast. Thank you for listening thus far. The fact that you're still listening means you're being intentional. You're ready to take your life back. You're ready to get to that place of endless possibilities. And I commend your efforts so far. I also hope you did the little exercise that we were supposed to do. I hope you've written out those things that you need to change and you're already working on them. And if you've not done it, please try and listen to the previous podcast and to get an idea of what it's about. It's a process. It's a journey we're taking. So there's no pressure. There's no rush. Just take it a step at a time. Take it easy and just be intentional about everything you're doing and you're all good. Today's episode is titled, Help, I Am My Own Worst Enemy. So I had a different topic prepared and planned out i had something different that i was going to talk about but in between preparing for the topic i heard within me that it was time it was time to share this story that i'm going to be talking about soon and it's it's scary one because it's something that i've never really said out it's something that i've never really told anybody about so when i heard those words i was scared and my um, insecurities came rushing in but then i got over it i i got words of confirmation and then i was good to go so here i am sharing my deepest secrets and how i got past them i how i overcame them and i'm sure that what i'm going to be sharing today will help someone is also going through their darkest phase in life help them to overcome them help them to know that they're not the only one going through it i see you i hear you and i'm here to do the best i can to help you through this period and through this phase let's jump right into it so I'm going to do a brief introduction of who I used to be the persona I carried about for a long time and how I figured out I was my own worst enemy personality that resonated here is number one I come off most times as being strong I have this strong or due to the fact that it's my core nature I really can't tell I'm still figuring it out since I'm still on a self-discovery process around people. People see me as a very strong 
um, figure. But this strong vibe I give most times comes with a downside. Because in order to maintain this look every single time, I had to wear the strength as a facade. Because most times I wasn't really that strong. And so the strength was like an artificial appearance to hide all my vulnerabilities, my insecurities, my fears, my shame, to hide them all there. So I felt the need to be strong at all times. And so even times where I wasn't really strong, even times where I was very insecure, I was really vulnerable, you'd never see that. You really never would see me. I really don't know. Maybe it's probably due to the fact that I am the firstborn and so there are certain responsibilities that I have to carry and it requires strength in an insecure state. So that's one thing you should note so that as I pro- progress or you have a bigger picture of what I'm trying to say. Two is I am a persistent thinker. So what does that mean? It means that I spend a lot of time in my head. I spend a lot of time playing over situations, events, scenarios, you know, just to figure out what I can do, what I should have done better, where I went wrong, what I shouldn't have said, what I should have said. Sometimes I play scenario scenario in my head. I'm not trying to exaggerate here. Over a million times. Going over the same situation over and over again just to see what went wrong and what did not go wrong or what should have gone wrong or gone better i'm also a foresight thinker what does that mean before any situation comes to be before anything happens i'm already thinking about it so for example before i get to meet someone maybe i'm about to meet a new friend in my head i would have played the scenario like over a million or billion times i'll play the scenario of what i'm going to say what i'm going to wear how i'm going to approach the person things i'm going to say just basically living and reliving a moment so many times that's what i mean here and the implication of this is that i'm most times oblivious to the realities around me and i'm short-sighted because i most times never get past that event or situation or that circumstance i'm persistently thinking about and so most times i never really get to see what is beyond that um, circumstance and so it can be very limiting in itself number three i am my own critic so this means that i engage in evaluation and analysis of myself most times i'm involved in judgment of my character of my truth value of my techniques of my righteousness of everything else so i'm in constant evaluation of myself trying to understand um the character that i portray the value what essence was it of you know just basically judging myself before anyone else does so most times if you understand what critic means it it means that it's usually harsh so before you say whatever you have to say about me i have thought about it a million times i have criticized myself about it and most times it is usually very harsh so for instance if you're going to tell me that you're very rude 
I would have told myself something worse. I would have criticized myself in a worse manner than what you were going to say, such that whatever you now say would have no impact whatsoever, whatsoever on me because, you know, I've already told myself something worse than what you're going to say. It also means that before I do anything, before I actually engage myself in any activity or situation, I would have thought about it so many times in my head. I would have criticized myself about it. You know, giving myself reasons why I shouldn't have. Let me give you an example. So I've had this idea of starting a podcast for a while now. Being my own critic meant that I had to judge myself. And as I told you earlier on, I'm a persistent thinker. So I've thought about it several times in my head why i should why i shouldn't why i should start what what i have to say what i have to say and all that evaluate myself and i came up with reasons like what do you even really have to say if you start a podcast yeah you, you have nothing to say you've not experienced anything you have no experience you have no skill i mean who would want to listen to your voice you really don't have the best of voice to begin with and to be a person who has combined all these three personas is usually not the best of so there is a downside to all of this because i was a person who had to always and at all times maintain a look of strength i had to be strong at all times combined with the fact that i am a persistent thinker and to be honest, I didn't actually handle it in the best of ways. I am also a critic. I am my own critic. So I I judge myself a whole lot. And what is this downside? It brought about depression. I've never really actually told anybody. But I used to suffer a lot from depression. There were other factors that actually contributed to my because I became a person or I was a person who had to at all times maintain so I became a person who at all times had to maintain depression which there are stories for some other day but basically there were these three characters that I exhibited and with depression came suicidal thoughts I, I didn't used to consider it as suicidal thoughts because they weren't really violent ones. I didn't I would never actually carried a sharp object to hurt myself or actually try to kill myself. But my own form of suicidal thoughts were having to relieve a particular thought over and over again. And for me, my my suicidal thoughts were actually silently leaving the world they were never really violent where there would be blood or or graphic sites no they were just actually silently leaving such that nobody would even actually know i was gone probably i'll just sleep or something and never wake up or i'll just um maybe i don't know go missing or disappear until i'm never really found that they were just very silent um thoughts of living quietly without anybody missing and i always thought that you know i'd be gone and nobody would even 
recognized I, I, I had already gone or nobody would know that I was not alive anymore I, without anybody knowing or without anybody figuring it out and why they weren't actually the best was that because I am a persistent thinker that means I had to relieve that thought every single day every single time every single hour playing over different scenarios of where I can silently live or silently and it also meant that sometimes I would criticize myself I would judge myself for having those thoughts of being in a space that permits such thoughts and they were not the nicest of critics so I'll give myself harsh judgments of actually even giving room to such thoughts you know criticize myself so those are the kinds of thoughts I have it also means that why actually being depressed or why actually being in a space where I persistently had these thoughts ringing in my head it meant that I also had to maintain my strength so that means even while being depressed and harboring such thoughts it meant that I had to be strong and so there were times where I was really vulnerable where I was really insecure where I was screaming for help but because I wore a facade of strength nobody actually really saw that not even the people closest to me because I was very good at hiding them and then I couldn't really actually tell anybody there was no one I could tell because it meant that I had to drop my act of being strong which I I never really wanted to I never really wanted anybody to see me other than being the strong person that I was I never really actually wanted to be seen as someone that actually cried or actually had insecurities fears or was suffering so much so I never really wanted anyone to see that I was my own biggest enemy that my thoughts were killing me that my my words were killing me that I was in a confinement that I had placed around myself I was I had built these walls around me that you can't actually get past because they were really guarded so I never really allowed anybody to get past them or was her biggest enemy such that I was I come of ash and it led, led to depression it led to me constantly crying out because you know it's a different thing where where your enemy is is someone it's a different person what that means is that if that person is not around that means you're good so all you have to do is just try and avoid that person and avoid situations that will bring you close to that person but it's a different ballgame altogether when you're constantly with that person where you can't really escape that person because you can't escape yourself there's no way you can you can jump out of yourself i don't know if i'm making any sense but that's the kind of dilemma i was in 
so it felt like there were two people living inside of me the one that was screaming for help and the critic that was always ready to judge that person screaming for help the picture of what i'm trying to say is that i was always at constant war with myself it transcended to how i saw myself such that because who i was who, who i saw looking back at me was not what i really wanted to see it was not the person i really wanted to see the image i saw staring at me was my enemy it was my critic i i never used to actually look at the mirror it was my strong persona even though at that point i was not really strong it was the person who looked like she had everything all together but but basically i was falling apart and for some reason i could not tell anybody about it but i found a coping mechanism portraying how i felt at that point how i had built a wall around such that nobody could actually see the real me they saw this this artificial appearance that i put forward and that's what they took but the real me nobody actually really saw it and there were poems that showed my insecurities my fears my depression frustration my suicidal thoughts and that's how i coped with it at that point so whenever i felt that way i would just write down and write down how I would want to see myself free of those thoughts, of those limitations, of those walls, how I would want to pull off those walls and let people see me for who I really was. And so that's how I really coped with it. And so it went on for actually a long time until maybe it didn't actually matter anymore, those um, thoughts found out that I loved writing and so if you look at my early poems they were actually because I already told you I could be very strong so maybe my strength out grew those insecurities or maybe I found a way to actually just push them deep within until it didn't matter anymore but that is the kind of life I actually lived for a long long time until I became intentional, until I didn't want all those baggages holding me back anymore, until I was ready to let go of those things. And it was a long suffering journey. It was a journey filled with so much pain, so much suffering, silent suffering because nobody actually really knew. It was a journey filled with uncertainties and insecurities until I got to this place where I am actually bold enough to talk about it to you guys and I think this is the last thread of it all you know having to overcome it wasn't just enough it was time for me to break that stronghold over my life you know so in order to actually break that stronghold, it meant that I had to tell the story and let people see that I've always been vulnerable. I've always had my insecurities. I wasn't 
this strong person that I put off to people. I've accepted the fact that I am a persistent thinker. And so I've found a way to let go of those limitations by being a creative thinker. And so I creatively and persistently think about ideas and new thoughts. So what that means is that I am not spending so much time because I found it as a, a strength. So I'm not spending so much time thinking of what should have and what should have not have. But I'm actually spending time thinking about new ideas, new thoughts, new innovations that could actually transcend whatever life I'm living now. I'm actually thinking about ways to better myself, ways to reposition myself. You know, they're actually beneficial now to me. Because now I know that I am no more limited by those thoughts. I have found my strength in being a persistent thinker and accepted it. And I'm using it now for the betterment of my life. So I found a way to be a healthy critic such that, yes, now I'm fine. Yes, I have my strength back, actual strength. Yes, I'm, I'm sometimes vulnerable and insecure. But it doesn't mean that they have to limit me. It doesn't mean I have to hide them just to prove my points to people. I'm still going to judge myself. I'm still going to evaluate and analyze myself. But it's going to be a constructive analysis such that I will look at whatever character it is I'm portraying or whatever technique it is I'm using and actually look for a constructive way to put it across to myself that you can do better. You shouldn't have portrayed this character. You shouldn't have done this. And it's still a process. I'm not telling you I've mastered the art of it all. I'm telling you now I've let go of those things that have limited me. And now I'm becoming intentional about how I use these skills or how I use this persona to be a better person. So your worst enemy could be living within your two ears. It could be your mouth, the words you say to yourself, your thoughts, your memory, maybe a particular memory you're not proud of is is holding you at gunpoint and it's limiting you from actually doing what you're supposed to do. That can be your own enemy. Your enemy could be a wall you built around yourself such that people cannot get past you and you're unaware of it in essence what i'm trying to say is that you can be your own worst enemy without you recognizing it i realized my own time because maybe it was a little bit too evident or too toxic for me not to notice it for some people that is very silent is very underlining such that they don't know they are their own enemy it could be a wall of being rude. It could be a wall that pushes people away just before they get to know you and you're unaware of it. You know, it could it could be a certain bad habit you've imbibed and that is impairing your ability to actually make real change. 
and you're unaware you're unaware you possess this habit and it has been hindering you it has been limiting you from actually being who you're meant to be it could also be comparing yourself to others and because of the fact that you can't actually attain those heights they've attained you're expecting impossible perfections and probably you're not meant to take those parts they've taken you're not meant to do those things you're doing but because of the impossible perfections because of the impossible perfections that you've placed on yourself they have become strongholds they become this enemy that constantly pushes you down you're trying to be like this other person and you're unaware that they have theirs they have their own insecurities they have stuffs they're fighting with daily but you can actually see that because as humans we are good at prepping ourselves to look like what we actually not we are good at wearing facades that cover who we really are and so people can't actually see you they only see what you portray yourself to be but then you're there trying to compare yourself to this person because this person has got into a particular stage in their life. They are, they've got into where they're achieving particular things in their life. But you're unaware of the baggages they constantly try to hide within them. And probably I haven't mentioned your own enemy. But there is a popular saying that goes nobody can actually pull you down i'm paraphrasing here nobody can actually pull you down until you give them consent so until you've pulled yourself down until you're in a place where you're already down nobody can actually get access to you so you would have done the work and then someone is just praying on that work that's just how it goes and so some people are like this person is constantly my enemy you should check within yourself. You've given them something to hold on to that, that they can become your enemy. So maybe your words have become that thing they've held on to that is making them prey on you or your actions. So without your consent, nobody can actually do anything to you. So there are a few things I want you to take away from everything I've been saying so far. Number one is the person you see in the mirror is your greatest competitor. So I formed the habit of looking in the mirror. You know, earlier I told you I never used to actually like to look at the mirror. But now I formed it as a habit that every day I look into the mirror and I list out what I see. If I see fear, if I see self-doubt, if I see um, insecurities, if I see strength, if I see determination, resolve, I actually list them out. I say the things that I am and if there are things that I need to change. Okay, for instance, if I'm afraid of something, I ask myself, why am I really afraid of this thing? You know, and I work towards actually being free from that fear. So now it's an intentional act of looking in the mirror to see who is looking at me back. If it's an image that I'm not comfortable with, I go, I go into work to actually try to change that image. And if it's something I'm actually comfortable with, then I commend myself and try to do better. 
try to transcend what it is that I have done thus far. And so he's actually been intentional now about leaving. Stop condemning yourself. That perfect image of that person you're looking at is most times a facade. It's most times an artificial appearance. It is most times not the person they actually are. And so you constantly condemning yourself because you cannot live up to the standard of that person because you cannot maintain that impossible perfection that you expect of yourself is what actually drags you down it, it could lead to depression it could lead to frustration it could lead to suicidal thoughts it could lead to all myriads of negative emotions which you don't really want to deal with so the key now is to find yourself is to love yourself vigorously you should love yourself love your imperfections you should love yourself vigorously knowing that okay i may be imperfect okay i'm a harbor some imperfection but that doesn't have to bring me down once you're able to love yourself then you're able to take the right steps to actually deal with those insecurities and those fear once you're able to see into yourself and see all the potentials that you carry you know we are uniquely made in our own way and the problem begins when you try to compare your uniqueness to that of another person no one has lived your life no one has been in your shoes no one can handle the things you have handled or can handle and once you come to that realization, you're able to now put in all the work needed to grow yourself, to be more, to do more with yourself, to actually live a life that transcends every form of limitation that you've actually placed on yourself. And so my idea of being beautiful, when I hear you are beautiful, is I'm actually being myself. You know, for a long time, I never really understood it. There were people used to tell me, you are very beautiful, but it never really made sense to me. Who I was looking at in the mirror wasn't a beautiful being. It was a girl that had so many baggages, you know. And so for a long time, I didn't actually understand the fact that people considered me a beautiful girl. But once I was able to deal with those things that held me back, those limitations, those mindsets that were constantly judging me, I could now actually see that, okay, I was actually beautiful. I was beautiful because I was myself. I didn't have to be someone else. I didn't have to try to be someone else. I'm not saying most that I'm perfect. I'm not saying, okay... I've mastered the art of being myself. There are still times where I look at other people and and I wish I was them. But now I know that I'm not dwelling on that. Rather than trying to be them, now I'm putting in effort to be more of myself. And once you're able to be more of yourself each day, you become better at yourself. You become better at the things you're doing. 
and you don't need to be accepted by all most of us are fighting the fight of acceptance you want to be accepted by people around you you want to be accepted by the world you want to be accepted by society you want to be accepted by your family i'm not saying it's not good what i'm trying to say is that first you need to accept yourself you need to accept your excesses your baggages you need to recognize that you have those excesses you have those baggages you need to accept your imperfections and once you're able to accept all these things then there is room for change then you realize that okay this i'm excessively rude or i'm excessive excessively angry and okay i can change now because i know that i am angry i am i know that i am rude once you're able to accept all these imperfections you have within you then you can walk the path to perfection you can walk the path to actually being better not judging yourself based on the standard that society has kept as being normal or being perfect but actually your own definition of your own perfection and of your own uniqueness to shape how I see myself and you know it brings room for change if there is anything not aligning with those affirmations then I'm able to realize it and I'm able to let them go so it all starts with accepting yourself and loving yourself and today I hope you begin to love yourself I hope you begin to accept yourself I hope you begin to love those imperfections because they are what makes you who you are i hope you begin to do away with expecting impossible imperfections i hope you begin to do away with comparing yourself with others i hope you let go of those confinements that you built around yourself i hope today you stop being your worst enemy and it starts with recognizing that you are actually your own worst enemy. I recognized that. I saw that I was my own enemy. And then it gave room for me to actually change. It gave room for the realization that I needed help. And if you've not realized that, then you can't realize that you need help. The first step you should take is realizing how you've been a limitation to yourself how you've been your own enemy and then there is room for help so as a round off if you've not taken anything home if you've not been able to resonate with anything i've said thus far i need you to just take one thing home love yourself vigorously in fact you could write up words of affirmations on love and how to love yourself I'm presently working on that affirmations of loving myself I'm presently writing down what I love about myself and so what I'll do now is to make a habit of reciting those affirmations daily to my hearing I'm super excited because we're on route to becoming better versions of ourselves Thank you for listening. This is me signing out. See you next time.